episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast, Navigating the Map. Now, in our last podcast, we discussed what it takes, the qualities to be a captain of the ship. We talked about five things that you need to do to be the captain. First and foremost, safety of the crew and passengers is your duty. Second of all, you must have direction. Your direction if all else fails, is due north. And that leads to free and loving behavior. Three, navigating the map, the storms. We're going to discuss on this podcast what that means. Four, you are tied to the mass. You're incorruptible. You don't give in the temptation. You see it through to the end. And number five, you behave as a captain. Confidence, poise, decisive. All right, so on this episode of the podcast, we're going to delve into a little bit more about this idea of navigating the map. And what we said on the Captain podcast was that your partner, your wife, your, your girlfriend, whoever it may be, is not going to give you the map to navigate them, to open them up in the love and trust and an intimate union of blissful tenderness. They are not going to give you the, 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 the directions. You have to map this out, the terrain, and understand what it is that they need to feel love, and to feel trust and intimacy. So what we're going to do on this episode of the podcast is we're going to walk through uh, six things that are common pitfalls that a lot of people make mistakes on because they're not necessarily really thinking. Now remember, the feminine is far different from the masculine. Femininity is chaos, change, creation. In the now, in the moment, it's natural, it's feeling in its senses. Masculine is black and white, concrete, non-sensing, direction-oriented, goal-seeking, status-seeking. That's the masculine. And so the masculine has a hard time getting in touch with the feminine senses and the feminine needs. So we, we as, as men or women, have to get into our feminine zone to really sense what these things are, to have empathy, which, which is to feel vicariously what somebody else might be feeling and going through based upon their life experiences and happenings. All right, so we're going to go through six things that are common pitfalls where people don't navigate the map and run into problems in relationships. There's more, but these are six common ones. If you have more, um, please let us know. I'd be anxious to hear what they are. We can do part two of navigating the map. So the first one is, I'm just going to read them off, then we'll get into them. First one is, the relationship must have a, a feeling of growth in it. And we're going to describe what that means. Second of all, your partner must, you must give them both halves, the yin and the yang, which is they must feel desired, the dark, the dark half, and they must also feel wholesome and motherly, the, the light half. You have to provide both for the female. 
Second, third, you must bring the shield of Odysseus to over them to protect them from a number of things. We're going to talk about what that is. Fourth, empathy. You must be able to empathize how they are feeling in order to connect and behave appropriately. Five, you must be a captain of the ship. Lead. And we're going to talk a little bit about some examples of what leadership looks like in this, in this regard. And then six, <laughs> you better watch out for large ocean typhoons and, and waves. Uh, and there's certain things that are pitfalls and traps that you should not be telling your partner about. So you got to have some discretion. Don't just be an open book. We're going to give some examples on what that is. All right, first and foremost is growth. Your partner, in order to stay in a loving state in the feminine, the creative, chaos, the wilderness, they have to have a sense of growth. Things are growing in the relationship. That's what helps to keep love alive. Now, as David Data would say, the, the, what he describes masculinity as is the consciousness of nothing. And from David's perspective, that's like you, you're just fine sitting around watching the football games, doing nothing. Or for me, it might be, I'm fine just sitting outside uh, with a fire and smoking a little cig cigar. I'm, I'm quite content to do that all day long, quite frankly, but I know that's impossible. Um, so what we have to do here is battle this masculine uh, idea of consciousness of nothing. I just want silence and leave me alone to understand what the feminine needs, which is growth and feelings of growing in the relationship. So women, the feminine women, they like to, say, like to travel and experience new things, right? Those are, that's part of growth. Growing in from, the, from the relationship standpoint is new things are happening within the relationship. It feels like it's growing and going somewhere. It's not stagnant. If you get caught in a rut, which happens many, many times, the man becomes domesticated. He's a soccer dad, hockey dad, baseball dad, basketball dad, whatever, takes the kids to sports. They have dinner, everything's fine, but there's no growth. He doesn't do things to make the, his wife feel special. Uh, and so we need, to, we need to do things. So first and foremost, if you're doing new and novel activities and traveling to places you've never seen, what do we know about those things? Those things are dopamine exciters. They stimulate dopamine. So if you're going to new places and you're traveling to new places, that helps to give your partner a sense of feeling of growth. So you need to be doing those things throughout the relationship. And it never stops, by the way. You have to keep doing these things. Uh, one of the things I like to do is every month pick out something that we have never done before, a new activity, whatever it may be, bowling or skydiving. It can be something like skydiving more exciting or bowling, which is kind of more mundane, but pick out something that you and your partner have never done before because it it's offers a new and novel kind of challenging thing. And those are prime candidates for releasing dopamine, musical events, concerts, also known dopamine releasers. Now I'm keep talking about dopamine because what happens is with, when you're with your partner and you're doing these activities with them and they're releasing dopamine, they're being rewarded, it feels good, it's exciting. 
you're associated with it. So they associate you with those feelings and those feelings help to cascade over into feelings of love. Plan date nights. If you're together five years, six years, it does not matter. You should have date nights planned. Date nights make it special. Date nights feel like it's, we're doing something to get dressed up. Even if we're just sitting at home and ordering some food and watching in Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever, it's, it's a special night that's just you two. So plan date nights. Those are some things you can do to keep growth planned in the relationship. If you stop doing that stuff, usually what happens, you know, four years of marriage, five years, woman's out of love. You need to have growth. That's all about the feminine, that nature and flowing. All right, number two is the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. You must allow your partner to feel both desired and wholesome. So desired means that you desire them. You want to ravish them. You want them. You want to take them. That's part of being desired. Remember from the research on Marta Mina, uh, we talked about this in the Sexual Desire podcast. The, the females have a desire to be desired. That's what turns them on. That's what arouses them. So you have to work through this and by the way, if your partner <laughs> is not attracted to you, is not respecting of you, does not trust you, does not see you as this kind of dark part of you about desire, there's a chance that they won't want to be desired by you. And then you are in trouble because that's when the woman will talk about separation, divorce, breaking up, or potentially look for other people to provide that for her. And that's what happens a lot. So you must make her feel desired, but you also must be, in order to do that, a free and loving man. Free means independent. I can be independent. I don't need my partner. I can want them. I'm not manipulated or controlled. That juxtaposed with loving behavior, accepted, heard, respected, encouraged, supported, creates sexual tension. That's the best of both worlds. And so that's why we want to revolve those two things to create sexual tension so that I can desire my woman and she really feels it. She needs to feel that. The feminine wants to be seen and desired. At the same time, you must also feed your, your partner's light half to be wholesome and good. Women are mothers. They want to be esteemed and looked at in a, in a, in a good light. So you have to balance those two things off. You can't just be, well, I'm married to my wife and I respect her and I don't want to treat her like the dark calf because then she won't get the desire and she'll seek it somewhere else. That happens. I've seen a lot of guys do that. You must provide both halves, desire and wholesomeness. Number three, the shield of Odysseus. <laughs> you must wield that shield over your partner and protect them, their honor, their safety, their reputation. All three of those, you have a duty to protect and if you do not, you will be punished. Women are much more sensitive to gossip than men, two to five, two to three times more. They are very sensitive to gossip. So if you're married and you have family members talking about your wife or criticizing her, it is your duty to stand up for her and ask them to stop. 
And she needs to see you do this because if you don't, or if they're criticizing her, your mother criticizes your wife and you don't do anything, years later, it's gonna come out. How come you didn't do anything? You never said anything. And the guy says, you never told me. <laughs> see, it's, this is the, one of the things on navigating the map that they shouldn't feel they have to tell you. You need to protect their honor. It means don't gossip. Shut down gossip if other people are. And, and do not allow other people in, in your family to understand what's, don't be talking out of school. Keep your relationship under your roof. If my mom says, hey, how's your relationship going? You know what I say no matter what? It's going great, it's fantastic. She doesn't need to hear anything else because what happens is if you're, if you're talking out of school about your relationship, maybe something your wife has done, and then Christmas comes and people are, you know, acting uncomfortable around her and she senses something, you're going to have problems. Do not talk about your wife in a negative light to your family or friends. Not anybody she's going to be around, that's for sure. You will get in trouble and it can cost you long term. All right, so we've got growth. The relationship must always have growth. Number two, you must feed the light and the dark half, desire and wholesomeness. Number three, you must wield the shield of Odysseus for empathy. And a lot of, a lot of masculine isn't always so good at empathy. What is she feeling? Why? What's going on? The perfect example is you're married and uh, married four years your wife hasn't been very talkative the last six weeks she's been angry and cranky you haven't said anything about it and you're just kind of going on and on you don't confront the situation you're just like okay whatever and she's thinking oh my god he can't even tell that i'm not happy and it makes her more angry and angry now eventually you got to confront that situation if you want to successfully navigate the, the waters you know, that gets back to being a captain of the ship. We're going to talk about some examples on that next. Empathy means digging deep to understand how somebody might feel after a loss, after a miscarriage, after something has happened in between you and her. And really understanding what is going on and what's happening. Why does she feel that way and how you should respond in, in appropriately in response to it. That's what it means. So we're going to do a podcast on empathy to talk about how we can practice and, and get better at it. But we have to have empathy and understanding. That leads us to five, captain of the ship. You must be able to lead and confront things when appropriate, when necessary. And for example, we're just going to go through the example we just did. You've been married four years, your wife for the last six weeks has been disengaged, distant, not talking to you. You haven't done anything because you're scared. I don't want to talk to her. She might ask for a separation or divorce. She is getting madder every day you do that because she said, oh my God, is he blind? He can't even tell I'm not happy. Makes her angrier and angrier. You have to confront that situation in, in the appropriate way. You sit down and you say, hey, you know, I can tell, like, you know, you're not, you don't seem to be very happy lately and whatever is going on. I want, you know, you can, you can be open and tell me if it's, you're not happy, 
Maybe it's you want a separation or divorce. Maybe it's something else. Whatever it is, it's okay for you to share with me and I'm going to be supportive and love you no matter what. Now, a lot of women are going to be skeptical of that, but you have to, you have to prove it through your behaviors over time. But you've taken on the situation as a captain head on into the storms and your partner will respect you, trust you more and be more attracted to you by doing that. That's a, a more uh, obviously a bigger challenge. Another simple one is it's like going to dinner. So, hey honey, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Why don't, why don't you pick a place? And you said, well, I don't know. And she's thinking, just pick a place. <laughs> Lead. <laughs> pick a place. Um, so for little things like that, you know, you give options. You can say, hey, I think we should go to the steakhouse. If you don't, if you just like to go someplace simpler, we can go to the sports bar and grab something. Give her, give her some options, but lead. Don't leave it up to her. That's part of the masculine leadership role. Leading, not forcing, leading. It's totally two different things. Leadership requires different skills than forcing. All right, so you must be a captain of the ship. Another example is that your wife wants a divorce. You haven't been giving her, you haven't been making her feel desired, so she wants a divorce. So she blames you, by the way, because you haven't been doing that. But now that she's divorcing you, you're mad, and you're not participating in the divorce process. You're like, you can, if you want a divorce, you go do it. That's what you tell her. Now she's really seething because she says, "Look, I'm getting a divorce because you didn't make me feel loved and desired. Now you won't even participate and help us get this divorce through." Not going to respect you, not going to love you, not going to be attracted to you, not going to trust you, none of those things because you're not being the captain, taking the storms head on. So another example. So you have to be the captain of the ship. That's number five. Number six, the <laughs> avoiding the tsunamis and the storms, the pitfalls and the traps. You have to be very careful what you tell your partner. You, I'm going to say this very clearly. Many times what you tell them will be 2 plus 2 equals 5. That's what they will get out of it. You have to be, they have very active females. Men do too, but they have very active imaginations. You have to be very careful about what you're honest about. Because they will put 2 and 2 together and get 5, right? Had many examples of women believing that their partners were cheating on them, having affairs, uh, interested in other women because two plus two equaled five, right? So, for example, if I, you know, come back from being out and I tell my partner that some women were hitting on me, probably not a good idea. It's probably going to make her upset and mad. Why is he telling me this? It's not necessary. And it's going to start to raise her suspicions. And then you come home late a couple of times from work next week. That is where you get 2 plus 2 equals 5. Um, remember, if, if I always tell somebody this. If, if you've been uh, having an affair on your partner and say there's, there's no... STDs, there's no, nothing like that's happened. And you say, well, God, should I tell her? The answer is no. Stop having an affair and be loyal to, be, to your partner and your wife. If you tell them, um, they'll never, 
you may be able to bridge it, but will it never be forgotten? It'll always be lurking in the back of their minds. It's not something you need to do. If you, if, if you have, well, I can't, I can't, it's weighing on my conscience. You better, you better think twice about what you tell your partner and what's necessary. If there's something that's going on that's putting their, your partner's life and health at risk, you need to stop and tell them and take preventive action, okay? If you are flirting at work with somebody, you simply stop. You don't need to tell them about that, all right? You have to be very careful what you tell them. They have very active imaginations. Again, two plus two equals five. I've heard numerous cases from men where their partners had broken up with them because two plus two equaled five. I had, w I had one guy where his, his ex-girlfriend had found a phone number in the trunk of his car, and this was six or seven months before that she broke up with him, okay? I never told him until many months after they were broken up that she had found this number. And she put two and plus two plus three get five together because then over the next couple of months there were a couple of times where she couldn't find him and she assumed he was calling this girl that she found the trunk in of his car, the number, that he was seeing her. And, but she never said anything about it until months and months later after they broke up. Now, thankfully, they got back together. But again, two plus two equals five. See, don't... <laughs> You know, in this case, he didn't tell her something. She found it. That's how active the imaginations are. If you're not ravishing your woman and making her feel desired and you're traveling a lot or something, you're out or you're doing something, there's a good chance she's going to think two plus two equals five. He's having an affair. He's doing something. That is how the active imaginations work. You have to manage your information and the messaging which you allow your partner to receive and perceive from you. Okay, so pitfalls and traps, tsunamis in the ocean, be very careful. Let's go through them again. First of all, growth. Relationship must have a sense of growth. Number two, the dark and the light half, desire and wholesomeness. You must provide that for your partner. Three, it's shield of Odysseus. You must protect her honor, her safety, her reputation. Women are much more prone to feeling shame and you must realize that. Four, empathy, understanding, thinking, if I, if, how is she feeling? What is she going through? She suffered a loss. I need to behave in ways that, that show her I understand and empathize with her. Recognizing the situation. If she's quiet for six weeks, I have to empathize and say, what is going on with her? She's not happy. And then I have to step up and be the captain of the ship. Number five. Six, watching out for tsunamis, pitfalls and traps. Manage and be careful what you tell them. Two plus two can easily equal five. Seen it happen many times. All right, so now you're captain of the ship. You're navigating the open seas with confidence, poise, decisiveness. You're looking out over the ocean, you see those big waves coming and you say, I can take them on. Now I've got a, a map here where I can start to navigate some of these, these unknown waves, six of them here, that if you're conscious of them, 
and a good captain, you can navigate your partner's maps and ultimately be in an intimate union of blissful love. That's where we all want to be. All right. So thank you again for listening to this episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. <laughs>